Now, it's been over 20 years, so my memory is very hazy on this. But from what I remember, when I, even before I listened to Polly and I just saw the, the song title, I, um, I thought it was about a bird because it's the Polly Wanna Cracker line. So I'm thinking, oh, what are they trying to be funny? Are they singing about a parrot? What's, what's this song going to be about? So, of course, the, the first line in the song is Polly Wants a Cracker. So when I, when I heard that, I said, oh, there we go. It's about a bird. Then, of course, the, the next line is, I think I should get off her first. Then I realized this song was not about a bird. And um, as, as you go... As you go more into the song, you realize it's uh, it's about rape, and it's about rape, but from the rapist's point of view. So I think this is what makes the song unique, because usually, at least the songs that I've heard, if it's a song about rape, it's an anti-rape song. It's saying how, it's overtly saying, let me make that clear, overtly saying how bad rape is. Obviously, Nirvana were an anti-rape band. I shouldn't have to say that, but I did. Um, so it catches you off guard a little bit because it's not saying rape is bad, rape is bad, kill the rapist, rape is bad. It's not. It just It's just going from the point of view of a really bad person. And I drew a parallel to this. Um, listening to this song again, I immediately thought of Slayer's song, Angel of Death. Now, Angel of Death is about the Nazi doctor, uh, Josef Mengele, who performed these ghastly experiments on Jewish prisoners of the Holocaust. And Slayer didn't outright come out and say, Nazis are bad, what he's doing is bad. They kind of sang the song like a documentary, something you would watch, say, on the History Channel, just um, stating what, what Mangala did. And and I remember when I first heard Angel of Death, and, and I'll go back to Polly after this, is that usually I thought of songs as something to sing in celebration. So if it's something you support, say, the freeing of the slaves, you want to sing a song about we should about how we should free the slaves. If you, uh, another uh, music, the, the, the meaning that music also has for me is that when I listen to a song, it's maybe about something in protest. Basically what I'm getting at is that it's, when you listen to music, you usually want to sing about something you agree with. And what Polly does is that it turns everything on its head. You're not going to sing this song in celebration because why would you want to celebrate a person who's who's doing this act? So uh, it's one of the few songs that does it. Of course, music is sang, sung from points of views of different people, people who have had their heart broken, for instance, or people who are going through a tough time. But rarely is it is it something like this. So it's it's a very dark song, and what I find ironic about this is that the 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 song and especially the chorus is just a beautiful uh, melody. The harmonies that that are being sung during the chorus and the song itself is a very very nice song. But then when you couple that with the incredibly dark lyrics, it creates this just this push and pull uh, that. If the listener is really paying attention, it's it's going to throw you off. Now, if you're just listening to this song uh, in the background and don't know what this song means, you're not really going to 
it's not really going to sink in because it's you're you're going to be doing something else. But if you just listen to this song and read the lyrics while you listen to this song and have the headphones on while you listen to this song, it just it just brings out so many so many one of which was fear because while listening to the song I imagined myself as Polly going through this horrifying experience and apparently it was based on a true story Kurt had read uh, an article I think it was from 1987 about the rape and torture of a 14-year-old girl and um how she ultimately how she ultimately got away by um by what was it? Now, I, I am I am breaking my own rule and reading from Wikipedia, but I, I have seen some some articles about this from from different sites. So, the Wikipedia source is from uh, the Seattle Post Intelligencer, and then on the Classic Albums DVD. I saw it so long ago; I don't remember this part. But apparently, Chris Novoselic um, recalls Cobain writing Polly after this after this newspaper article. But apparently it's um like I said about the torture and rape of a of a fourteen year old girl and she was able to get away when um well, first, uh, according to Wikipedia, it said uh, she earned his trust and sympathy by convincing him she enjoyed it, which is fucking crazy. And then, um, and then when they stopped for gas, she she got out and uh, made a scene and um, and attracted people to the car, and uh, and the guy was caught and and brought to justice. So, so, I, so it, it brought out fear because. Again, who can imagine themselves in that kind of situation, the, the, the fear that you're going through? And then also just getting back on the, the melody and, and the musicianship of it, it's a fairly stripped down and simple song. Cobain, from what I've read, used a very, very cheap and busted guitar, but it doesn't matter because you could have given Cobain a rubber band and some and a, uh, a broom handle and something great would have come out of it because he just had that that talent and ability to do something great with with something simple. And like I said, the the harmonies and then the bass the bass line on the bottom of it and even the simple drums, it just um for a melody just all came together and um which makes this song again it it tears me in two because I can appreciate the musicianship, but at the same time it's like, oh my god, these lyrics are just oh, just awful. I mean, they're they're well written, but just the, the subject matter of it's just like, oh. And for this song in particular, um, and this song over all the other songs on the album, I also, I, I wonder I wonder how it would be perceived if it was released in 2014 as opposed to the early 90s. Would there be mounds of criticism because of the subject matter of the song? Would the band have to be put on the defensive, explaining their lyrics, explaining the songs? And they would have to do it right away because just the nature of the internet is that it's so quick. It's not, you can't even wait a day for an article to come out for them to explain themselves. It would probably have to be if Kurt did have a Twitter, and who knows if he would have, but somebody would have to tweet something or put something on social media saying their intentions about the song and making 
everything clear of what they were what they were going for when they wrote it, which, like I said, I think it was more of a a, a news report or a documentary just put into um, into song. So I uh, I would definitely be curious. I would also be curious if Nirvana would be as big today if Nevermind was released in 2014 as opposed to 1991, and I don't think they would. I, I, they would pro- maybe they would sell two or three million copies as opposed to the boatload of albums that they sold, but it's just a completely different time. There are so many other things to hold people's attention that, unfortunately, music, while still very, very important to a ton of people, doesn't have the gravitas, and that's my word for the day, gravitas that um that it that it once did so i will end it end this um very somber and dark podcast about a somber and dark dark song on that kind of somber note and thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you can find me. This is the time for the plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Lane Act. That's M I K E L A N E A C T. On Facebook at Mike Lane Actor. And uh, feel free to. Oh, and you can uh, email me at Mike Lane Act at yahoo.com. Feel free to comment, share, review. Do all that good stuff. And uh, until next time, everybody. All right. Bye.